Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the crazy Cass Lush. Cass, how you doing, bro? Hey, hey, hey now. Welcome, everybody. It's the Starcade Showdown. The Starcade Special, if you will. It's going to happen. Yeah, baby. What is going to happen today? Two uh, totally different Starcades, I will say. Oh, yeah. Completely uh, different Starcades. This is going to be interesting. It should be a banger, as the kids like to say. Okay, yeah. Hey, so, uh, because. Because so what, essentially what we're doing is we are comparing Starcade 1984, which I made the mistake of saying it was the first ever Starcade. That was 1983, uh, but it was the second Starcade. It was the year that I was born, uh, 1984. So I I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, at least one of these shows. Uh, a little over overview. How did how did you feel about this week's uh, comparison? Um, I'm gonna say it was a little rough for old Cast Money over here. It was a little oh, rough yeah. all the way around, but we'll Always. get through it. it we'll get through it. it is. Hey, did you get any uh, good feedback on last week's episode? I certainly did. We actually got a, a spike in some downloads. The, the people tend to always enjoy our NXT versus WWE comparisons. Did you hear any, yeah. any I, good feedback? I, di- I did. I actually got a call from Barack Obama himself. Oh, nice. He w- he wanted to tell us it was the greatest podcast he's ever heard and uh, that everyone should be listening on both sides of the aisle. And, well, cool. now, uh, now, that he's, now that he's unemployed, I'd, I'd love to— He's uh, endorsing us. He might come on. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have have him guest on the show. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, we can split a a Newport and um, you know, talk about the good old days. Um, sweet. All right, cool. Yeah, man. So let's just dive right into it here. Since since the WWE show in 2019 is pretty much a glorified house show, uh, what we're gonna do today is we're actually just gonna cover all of 2019 up front, uh, and then we're gonna go ahead and dive into the 1984 show. So with that being said, KG Cass. Can you tell me how you felt about this open for WWE Starcade 2019? Yeah, so I gotta say, man, you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit there on your little intro. You skimmed over and said a glorified house show, and I will say that that was my first reaction. And you know what? Maybe it was my fault. I didn't do enough research on the way. I've been watching WWE every now and then. I try to catch up. I try to watch a little bit of Raw. I've been hearing about this Starcade that was gonna happen. Um, yeah, I didn't know every match that was going to be there or anything, I, but I, I kept, they did talk a lot about Starcade and leading up to this, you know, yeah. not, not like a lot, a lot, but they did talk about it. And then you get here and I was a little confused and it, it might've been, might've been my fault, but it really was just a house show. Um, I didn't get it. I, you know, my first, uh, as I'm watching it, my first reaction was what's, what's the gimmick of Starcade? Um, is sure. it, su- is it supposed to look stripped down like this with just that yeah. little screen? Is that what they're going for? Is this going to be a great show? But I, I see the screen and I'm confused. I'm like, all right, well maybe they're trying to strip it down and I see the lighting and yeah. uh, the barricade was kind of like a house show barricade where they just put, they don't Which have I to, like the dark lighting. I like not lighting the crowd. I think that's right. cool. So I'm thinking, you know, this is the gimmick because it's yeah. arcade and it's in Atlanta. I get that. I'm like, okay, man, this is maybe this is this is like a throwback type thing. Um, but it, at, by the end of it, it really just felt like they slapped the Starcade name on a random yeah. show. And it really felt disrespectful to the Starcade name, honestly, because Starcade was kind of like their their mania in some cases. But right. um yeah, man. Any you have any th- other thoughts on? I was just let my main. If I could sum it up on one word, I was confused. There was no package, no opening package, no theme, nothing. 
I was I was very confused there. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the fact that Byron Saxon and Tom Phillips are like opening almost seems like sacrilegious for a Starcade to me. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that they did a bad job. It's just like this is I don't know. Like I don't like. Why don't you just call this something else? You know what I mean? Like you know right. how they did like uh that they they uh they put on the network the Nashville house show for the SmackDown crew it was like SmackVille whatever. Like call it something sure. else. Uh, but like, if you're gonna call it Starcade, it really should be a show. What I would like yeah. for them to do is give Starcade to NXT, so mm-hmm. NXT can have their own Starcade show. Or, you know, of course, in a perfect world, I'd love AEW to have Starcade just for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, but that's Starcast. Yeah, they have Starcast. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Which I would love to be a, a part of that. Connie, if you're listening, Connie, my boy, with those sweet yeah. cheeks. Uh, we're pretty much neighbors. You know, we're here in Nashville, so we would love to be at the next Starcast. We would love to get a booth. Hit me up on Twitter. You know where to find us. Uh, but yeah, man, um, let's just jump into the bulk of the show here. Uh, the Kevin Owens show to open a Starcade too. I mean, okay, dude. Look, Vince. Vince is just an asshole at this point. Like, this isn't a damn TV show. This is just a live event, uh, and this is traditionally a mega show. I mean, sure, Flair is the guest, but still, it was just it was a weak way to open this kind of show. It definitely should have been a. Ma- I'm not even saying like you can't have any kind of WWE ness about it. You can't have any like in ring promos. I'm fine with a little bit of that maybe, but not to open the show. It should have been a match to kick off the show, no doubt about it. Um, and what kills me is that there was a full card, uh, you know, for the people that went. And so on the network, we only got like three of the matches, but there were like eight matches on the show. Like when I googled yeah. the card, it's like there's like eight dark matches. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just show us the whole show? Like I don't know, it just really bothered me. Um, what did you think about that whole Kevin Owens segment? I felt like Flair seemed drunk or senile through like most of it, or he's just totally uh, gone. Like I think it he's was getting, not good. I think he's getting old. You could tell he was bad at hearing, and it was just it, this was bad creative, man. Bad layout of a show. Bad, just bad creative all around. I I honestly don't get what they were going for, why they would call this Starcade. There was yeah. literally no Starcade about it. Um, yeah, yeah uh, you know, then the mix-up with the mic, um, all that. You know, the uh, original club comes out, the Good Brothers come out, and they interrupt. Um, I, and I love the Good Brothers, and the Street yeah. Profits come out, but it was just some forced match put together right yeah. there on the spot that wasn't planned as it felt like very wwf superstars from like 1990 you know what i mean it felt like really poorly put together yeah it was just stuff thrown you know throw it at the wall and see what sticks type of thing and then that's that's what happens man it's the oc of our street profits um montez man has one of the most beautiful drop kicks um, I think his name is Montez Ford, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One of the best things I've ever seen was actually in this. So if there's one good takeaway from Starcade 2019, I saw something for the first time that was the most beautiful, cocky, Shawn Michaels type thing you could do. I don't know who else. There's a million other type guys like that, but it was the best cocky person wrestler thing to do. It was Montez does his beautiful drop kick. And it was actually, he yeah. did a beautiful drop kick, and then him and his tag team partner do like a tag team move where it's, I think it's like a rush, uh, drop toe hold maybe, and then Montez does this huge drop kick. Well, Montez has got dude in an arm bar. His opponent, um, I don't know which one it was from the OC, but um, I think it was Carl Anderson. He's got him in an arm bar, and he's watching the Titantron. And then the Titantron, they replay the drop kick, and he's like staring at it, and the camera's looking at Montez looking at it. And you could tell it's over, and he goes, damn, that was beautiful, and then keeps yeah. wrestling. 
And then yeah. he kept on like talking to the crowd. He was very, very um, – he did a very good job at being aware of the ring and being aware of the, and looking at the crowd and uh, his mannerisms. I, I really liked that Montez guy. And his drop kick, he kept doing it. It was it was yeah. pretty on point. His partner oh, – yeah. His bigger partner, he had a drop kick uh, of his own that was pretty good, man. Um, yeah. But it, I did, I, I, I'm really starting to realize in this match, man, this is just a random uh, house show, and they're just, you know, putting stuff together. Like, what is this match? Yeah. Um, you know, I really like the Street Profits, but I hated seeing the OC have to lose. Uh, I feel like WWE should should use them. Um, in a lot better way. Like, why are they on this house show? Why are they losing in the opening match? I don't know. I, I don't like it. WWE hasn't been using them well pretty much since they got them. I think yeah. they're, they're a tag team. Go to AEW and shine because I feel like AEW would know how to use uh, Gallo and Anderson, man. Gallo and Anderson are like two of my favorite guys out there right now, and it just sucks to see them losing to a team that I like, but yeah. they're a lot newer, man. It's just the, re- the respect angle on that. For no reason, you know, this match meant nothing. Um, so I was not a fan of that. The match itself, everyone worked great, man. I mean, yeah. there just was no story to it. I mean, no, I agree. Yeah. really no in-ring story, obviously no out-ring, out-of-the-ring story. So the best I'm giving it is like a C, C plus because everybody was great. And then that Montez spot where he watched himself, I've never seen anybody do that. But yeah. uh, other than that, man, there's not much to it, man. There's not much meat, not much meat yeah. on it. On the bone it was there. a pretty basic like Memphis style tag match with like the yeah. you know pouring on the heat, getting the hot tag. Oh yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, my biggest issue honestly is that just like the whole segment with the Kevin Owens show and the long promo. It's like, dude, we're 13 minutes and four, 46 seconds into the show on a one hour show before the first bell rings. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Like that's just. That's like why even put it on the network then? Like if you want to make really it a special weird. attraction and just advertise it like, hey, if you live in the South and you remember how awesome Starcade was, like come to Duluth, Georgia and go to the live event. You can only see it live. It's not on the network. You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. it's like and then if you're going to put it. So if you do decide to put it on the network, give us the whole show. Give us the whole show. Like just really quickly, really briefly. I want to run down the actual card that the people live saw. They sure. saw the opening match with Seth Rollins versus Eric Rowan, uh, which would have been cool. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn uh, versus uh, versus The Miz uh, for the for, for the Intercontinental Title. Missed that. And what? that's when this and then then the show started for us. So we got the Street Profits and the OC, and then you know we got that four way tag team match, and then we got the Lashley Rusev uh, Kevin Owens thing, right? Then after that though, so match seven here that we missed out on was Aleister Black versus Andrade, which would have been awesome, and then that turned into. Um, Ricochet versus Andrade. Uh, and then it was Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, and Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman in a cage. And then Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold came down. Yeah, and they actually yeah, had like, a rematch. Like, dude, yeah, so it's like and if then, I bought a live ticket, I'm pumped. That's a pretty solid show. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what the hell? damn. That's pretty good. Like I'm 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 pumped for that. There's 11 matches on the card. That's a Starcade card. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense to me. Like why would you put three matches in the upper mid card and just put it out on the network? Like this is the Starcade special. Like what? It would just yeah. it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, but you're right. The actual in-ring work was pretty solid. I gave it two stars, so I think we're on the same plane plan there. Uh, solid C, C minus. Uh, let's keep it rolling here, though, man. The uh, there was a really awkward like Bailey and Banks promo in the back. It was pretty cheese about yeah. the tag match. It's almost like 
this is what happens when these like the newer wrestlers don't have scripts and they can just ad lib. It's not good. It's not good because they never have to do it. They never have to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I wish that they just had bullet points and didn't have actual scripts, but I understand they're a public traded company and it's just different now. It is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, match number two is Becky and Charlotte versus Alexa and Nikki versus Bailey and Sasha versus the Kabuki Warriors. Kabuki. Um, it's baby. Uh, yeah, what'd you think about this one? Man, like we always say, these types of tag team matches with this many ta- tag teams in it, they're they're hard to do. You know, man, women, doesn't matter. Um, and then also it's back-to-back tag matches, which was kind of weird in a way. Um, you know, a, a bunch of surprise tags, people tagging each other and the other person not knowing they're tagged in. They kind of overly did that gimmick. Um, yeah. You know, a big pop for Becky Lynch, though, when she gets in the ring. Oh, yeah. I, I did that notice hot. that. Um, but nothing really to write home about for me, man. Um, it, it wasn't bad. You know, uh, Bailey, her booty is just getting bigger and bigger. I did notice that, uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> the Lord. best part of this was, uh, um, the whole show. So this whole show, my daughter was watching it with me, man. So she was watching it with me and I tried to kind of like fast forward a little bit of this match, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's skip through it. And she was like, no, I'm watching Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That was the best part. She was really into it. She was into the match before, and she was actually into this whole show. Good thing it was only, you know, an hour long because she probably wouldn't have sat through it. She sat through the whole show. It was really awesome to see. Um, it it was fun watching with her, man. And her, her, she kept asking me who I thought would win, who I wanted to win. It was, it was really cool, man. Um, and she was really into the women, like really. And anytime the women were wrestling, it was really. Cool, you know she she yeah, thought it was awesome that course. there was there was cool. one wrestlers. Anyway, um, man, I thought the finish sucked. I thought it was very yeah. forced and fed. I mean, as fed yeah. as as feeding can be, man. Yeah. Becky had to like roll to get in the position, and she did not do it. Like she rushed her body, scooted it yeah. across the ring to get land on. I I just hate that, man. The Kabuki was waiting around for Charlotte to do the double spear. Like everybody was not in the right spot. The timing was like as off as timing could be for that finish. One of the worst timed finishes I've seen in a really, really long time in AEW and WWE. We did that other pay-per-view that one time where we watched uh, Evolve. Evolve. Yeah. I mean, hands down, out of all the years we've been watching, this might have been timing was so off. It was unbelievable from Becky not being in the right spot to Charlotte being too early or whether it was her or Kabuki's not being ready for the double spear, man, it was bad, dude. And then the Kabuki Wars win and keep the titles. I kind of missed it because I like looked down to write the note. I don't even know what happened. It was just bad, and I didn't even care to rewind. I was like, yeah. ah, that was bad. I kind of had to give this one like D minus to an F because it was it's nothing. Nothing good happened in this for me. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't. I don't know about nothing good. I thought some of the work was decent. I just. Thought, but you're right. There was a lot of clunk. There was a lot of feeding. Um. You know, if the mentality is this is a house show though, and that's how they're treating it, then it's like, how, how do you really yeah, fault, fault well, people? You know what I'm saying? Like. But how do you rate it and watch it? It's called. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's, like, it's honestly, it's, it's more what like the this. What the hell is, is this? It, the, the WWE tricked me. 
I, I really thought this was going to be a genuine special, and we were going too. to see okay. something cool. You know what I mean? I felt like stupid to say that because it's like it looked. Yeah, like, no, they tricked me, and I know, I and I, I, and I know that like the argument with the IWC will be like, well, last year they pretty much did the same thing. It's like, yeah, but they didn't even advertise the show last year. We just automatically saw that it was on the network and was like, oh snap, we should watch that. But like that. this year, they've like they talked about it on TV. They talked like, about they, it a lot. Yeah, like. They talked about it at the pay-per-view, at the actual pay-per-view they just had, at, at Survivor Series. They talked and there about was, it. It was on the internet. Like, I saw it on yeah. Facebook. So I it's saw like it around. It, like, it, I thought it yeah, was a so I got tricked. I got tricked. Like, like, I thought I, there was going to be pyro. I thought, yeah, like, there'd be too. packages. Yeah, I thought it was a full special, yeah. Everyone would be there, all the announcers. It was not what I thought was going to happen. I felt kind of stupid because I, I thought I was like, oh, I didn't understand. I thought it was going to be, like, an out-of-storyline out of match. Like, I thought it was almost going to be, like, the way ECW One Night Stands were. Where it's like, sure. right sure. now, our storylines are on pause for tonight, and we're just going to give you the best wrestling matches we can. Like, right. that would be so cool. Like, And I get that's why you wouldn't talk about it too much on TV, but it's like, why don't you just do that? Because yeah. even if you just had one hour of just that, like, two guys, put two heels together. Put two baby faces together and just give us a match that, that there's no angle. Like, I don't know, like, who's two big baby faces? Right? Like, give me uh, – anytime I can see Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, I would love to see that. I'd love to yeah, so yeah. Put, throw them on the show. Give me Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. Give me Andrade versus uh, Sami Zayn. You know what I'm saying? Or, or Leo yeah. Rush or something. You know what I mean? Like, so g- give me just the best wrestlers you guys have. Like, just for one hour. So give me five matches of the best that you have. Adam Cole Le- versus Cesaro Le- or something like Leo that. Leo Rush, Dink the Clown. You know, something yeah, good. Yeah. Something that the fans are wanting, man. Just something great. But, but yeah, they- my, my overall rating for this one is about the same, though. I, I, I gave it a, I gave yeah. a C- to a D plus because I did think some of the work was crisp. And honestly, like, at this point, I realized what I was watching. And so I felt like, dude, this is not, like... This is these women aren't going 100% because they have to keep their bodies ready for the real TV shows, the real specials. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. this is a dress rehearsal for them, and that's cool. Like I get it. You you deserve those kind of things when you when you operate at such a high level. Um. So yeah, that that's that's what it was for me. Uh. But moving on, there was a little promo for the Trish Stratus 24 episode. It looks kind of cool. I haven't watched it. Did you watch that yet? I didn't, but I did notice that she got better with age. She was like a oh fine wine. A fine Good wine. Good Lord, Trish. You're so much oh. hotter now than you've ever been in your life. Good Lord. She's, like, she's like the woman version of George Clooney, you know? He's a good-looking man now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, it looks goopy as hell younger, though. <laughs> in my opinion, he always looked, he looked he like did. really bushy and um, goopy. Uh, <laughs> Dude, so you said something about them, you know, maybe not using much storyline and pausing, but they didn't do that because they brought the storyline. Yeah, that's the problem. They tried to keep this, and that's what I think. I think that they, I think for the live crowd, because yeah. it looks like the card, they kind of did give you some pretty good matches. But mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know what? If we're gonna show it on the network, let's just stick to our kayfabe let's stuff. Let's try let's to just keep show it going. them the, like the chunk in the middle that we're actually gonna stick with our storylines on. Yeah. And what's and funny too is they use this Rusev storyline that everyone is burying. Yeah. Like, no one wants to see this. Like, yeah, that, but that's then at the, the same WWE time, way. it was hot. I mean, Rusev was over. Like, So it's yeah. like people say – I mean, I hate the storyline too, but it is really getting Rusev over. Like, it really is getting him over um, in an almost like Stone Coldish way, which is kind of strange. Uh, but I don't hate it. I kind of I like it. Uh, I like that he just wore like beat up old Reebok classics and like – a weird t-shirt and like, you know what I mean? Like I like that. He just like, it wore like a Bob Ross t-shirt. Like, yeah, you know, it was, just, it was I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, cause I guess it's kind of his, you know, go 85% instead of a hundred percent kind of, kind of show too. 
Um, I mean, the whole the, but the whole thing here was pretty rough with like the Lana 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 cutting like the terrible promo, uh, explaining why Rusev you know can't be there and so it's a forfeit or whatever, and it was just really bad. Um, the whole show just felt really gimmicky at that point, uh, and I hated pretty much all of this very very much. What did you think about that, Bobby Lashley? Uh, at least the Rusev part of it pre Kevin Owens. Yeah, man, I I hated it. Uh, then Lana's looking weird, dude. Like she looks different than how she used to look. I don't know if she's like if it's just because she's doing different stuff with her hair or her make. It's almost like she got some work done. To her. I can't tell what's going on with her, but I, I don't know. She, she's looking different. She looks so different. That was that was my main focus. But I I thought it was so stupid, dude. I did like Owens coming out. And pointing out her, he made a little remark about her accent, and I thought that was hilarious. Did you get that? Did you see that? Oh yeah. I forget what the line was, but it was something to do with her losing her accent. Since and, I'll since I'll ignore you, I'm ignoring you anyway. Just to, yeah. like you ignored your accent for the you past five years, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Because there was like that weird time where she was doing the accent on Raw. Kind of. But then, yeah. But then she was on the the show, the women's diva show, and she wouldn't do the accent on the diva show. So it was like. Well, you just kind of killed it. Because well, the Diva Show is supposed to be a reality show. It's supposed to be kayfabe. Yeah, but not was, kayfabe. It's supposed to be a shoot. It's supposed to be a shoot. It's supposed to. Well, yeah. But just like any, there was, any other. By, by the way, guys, I hate to break it to you, but the biggest work on television is reality TV. All of that shit is a work. Yeah, literally more, all of it. Like it's more it's real all work. stuff in like, a soap opera. Yeah. But still, there's, there's, I mean, if you're gonna, do, I feel like even in wrestling, even if there's stuff like that. She did documentaries for it where she would be like interviewed on the network and she was always in character, keeping it kayfabe with her accent. And then she goes on that. It was like a weird thing. And then right when I saw that, I knew that the accent was going to drop. And like a year later, yeah. the accent drops. But anyway, man, it turns into Owens and Lashley. Um, and I thought this was boring, man. They were definitely phoning it in because of yeah. what this show was. I mean, this was a glorified house show. And they phoned it in, man. Lana puts in a chair. Um, and then Lashley did almost like the last match where it was one of the worst uh, forced finishes where everybody's timing was off. This is one of the worst chair throws. Lashley literally caught the chair low, then brought it up to his face and like almost hit himself in the face with it. So yeah. blatant. It looked so yeah. bad. Lashley it did. Yeah. It was bad on Lashley. It was very, very bad on Lashley. He caught the chair and literally hit himself with it. It did not look good. It looked like something, if you were to show somebody wrestling that doesn't watch wrestling and say, watch this, is that you that says that? If if yeah. you were to show somebody that, man, they're going to yeah. be like, they're going to make fun of it and be like, why are you watching yeah. this? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is really it's, bad. That's like, negative star territory. Like, when I watch that, I'm like, I cringe and I get embarrassed. I'm like, oh, that's the stuff. So, yeah. to your point on bringing that, on that saying there, man, this is, this was bad. This was, this was bad. Phoning it in. That's what I yeah. grade it. Phoning it in. And I'm not, it's not a PH phone. It's an F phone. It starts with an F. Yeah. Yeah. A rewrote phone. And yeah, uh, is, yeah, for is me, that I the mean, end of the show? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, when the match actually, like, started, it was, like, really kind of, like, with, with, with KO and, and Lashley. Uh, it was, I mean, well, how long was that actual match? Like, four or five minutes most at most? It couldn't uh, have been much longer than that. Yeah, it, it wasn't very long. Um, and it's pretty much just kind of KO getting his shine at a house show because he's, you know, he's the baby face that they're pushing right now. You know, I, I mean... I have to talk about the matching gear too. You know, Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens are both wearing the black and white and red. I just I really don't like. That. Although I feel like they'd be an awesome like heel tag team. 
Like Bobby Lashley and KO, just with KO as the mouthpiece, I think that's kind of an awesome heel tag team. Um, almost like if Lashley was like the diesel to Kevin Owens, like like sniveling Sean, I feel like that'd be pretty yeah. cool. You bring um, some more out of uh, out of uh, Lashley that way. Oh, absolutely, out of- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, having KO talk for you is only a good thing, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Lashley kind of cut him off and poured on some quick heat. The match turned out to be the match it the match part of it turned out to be pretty decent. Um, I just wish the roles were reversed. Like I wish like Owens had been the heel and you know Lashley had been the face. I feel like the actual in ring work rate would have been better. Um, right. But it was what it was. Um, now with the Rusev, like, okay, so this is, this is where I feel like this is the only decent thing that I liked about the show. When Rusev runs in and causes the DQ, like I didn't like the, obviously the chair thing, but the post-match stuff with like Rusev just really getting a piece of Lashley's ass was pretty great. And I thought like this brawling into the crowd, like that is the perfect time for brawling in the crowd in a wrestling show. You know what I mean? It's not a part of a match. It's just part of a personal angle to help further that angle. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that's like, if you're going to brawl in the crowd, that's the perfect way and perfect time to do it is in this kind of situation so if i was rating the match the match is probably going to get like a d to maybe a d plus uh because you know kevin owens can't really have a bad match um and then but the segment itself that final segment with like rusev and lashley like brawling and continuing that angle i gave that a b i thought that, that, that they did that part really well uh but yeah that's pretty much going to close the show here on 2019 and now we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of this show. Hey, now. I am super, super pumped about that. Uh, man, the show opens up with Bob Geigel and Gordon Soley. No gimmicks. Uh, you know, no no frill, no fluff. Just Shoo. two old men with a stale cigarette smoke lens on that camera. Oh, yeah. And they're just, like, approaching it very sports anchorman style. Oh just yeah. No, no, no comedy, no laughing, no, no. I mean, it's just straight up real contest, and I feel like that alone changes so much about the presentation of what you're seeing. Like on TV, having commentators really treat it like a a legitimate sporting event uh, is, is is goes a long way. What did you think about that open with Bob Geigel and Gordon Soley? Man, they cut to it. Then you got the announcer into the in the ring, the ring announcer confused as shit going through his papers <laughs> yeah. like he was so confused like his papers were all he's panicking he's yeah. asking the referee who are these two guys what's yeah. their names he doesn't know what's going on this was far from a wwf production man oh far yeah it was from very it far. all the way around Granted, this is 1984 too so this is pre-wrestlemania uh Still. this is like a year pre-wrestlemania so this is uh i mean it's it's very different i mean and honestly yeah. the nwa was the superior product at the time for sure uh, as far as well, in-ring work rate. But we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, let's just go ahead and kick off this first match here. Uh, opening match is Denny Brown versus Mike Davis for the NWA World's Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, man. Uh, these are pretty much the cruiserweights of the 80s. Uh, there was some definite actual just botches in this in this match. Uh, yeah. Denny fell through the ropes at one point, which was – I le- legit popped and laughed. The best um, part of the match. Uh, now, the second half of the match, they, they tended to find, like, a decent rhythm, a decent pace for 80s-style, uh, you know, grappling-style wrestling. Uh, they did not they did a decent job towards the end of it, but the rest of it was pretty terrible. Uh, Denny Brown has uh, probably the worst dropkick I ever have ever seen. He literally, like, dropkicked <laughs> Mike Davis in his belly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a big yawn in this yeah. match, for sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's, it's just tiresome talking about it. 
Uh, the funniest part to me was when they announced that Mike had won this, but like he was still the champion. I'm telling but Denny you, the actually guys, won the match. And the so guy's he's confused. New, he's the new junior heavyweight champion, and no one, there's no fanfare. He's the baby face. There's no fanfare because like they announced it wrong to the crowd. I'm telling oh. you, I saw it from the get go. That announcer was so confused. Yeah. He didn't know what was going. Then they tried to, they did try to play it off though. The uh, the uh, commentary tried to replay it because it was a back suplex, but um, that won it. So it's like maybe he thought his his shoulders were down, but no, that guy you could tell that ring announcer was not following the product and had no idea what was going on. You know what? You want to know what my main shock for this whole match was? What's that? Earl Hebner, in not in WWF clothing, really pissed me off. Now I know later on in life Earl left because of some uh, you know. <laughs> He maybe sold some merchandise that wasn't his, but, you know, he, you know, who who knows? Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. But I don't like to watch Earl in any other form. I never knew Earl was in Starcade in the NWA slash WCW. It was very, very oh, yeah. hard to see. I was so shocked. So I was shocked so shocked. Where was Dave? Dave was there, too. I hope Dave's not producing. I hope no, Dave's, Dave's not there. Not Dave's, Dave's still, Dave's, uh, actually, no, Dave was there. Yeah, Dave was there. Uh, or maybe he had maybe he had just gone to WWE. Him to go to WWE. So at this point, he might. Be, who knows? But I was I was actually really shocked that match. Man. Uh. So who versus who? I don't know who either one of these men are, and I didn't really care by the end of it. Um. There was a little bit of good work in it. I couldn't. I, I didn't have the heart to give it an F. Maybe because yeah, I, I gave it bad. one star. Like I gave it. A, yeah, I gave it one star. Oh, I was like I give it D. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, because was, honestly, like there were some segments where it was like, oh, this is 80s wrestling. And I liked it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there were a couple I spots where I was like, oh, OK, this is I remember this style. Like, I forgot about this, you know, like. But it was also like just another thing I noticed. It's the first match. Again, not this is not the World Wrestling Federation. This is not WWF, WWE. Right. There was that weird high camera angle. The main yeah. camera angle was high and up looking down almost. Yeah. So the better camera angles were almost the handhelds, which I, as a wrestling fan, I kind of always like the handheld. Right? I like the up close when there's the handheld cameras up yeah. close. Um, and they used a lot of the handhelds in this whole show. Um, and I like that. But whenever they would go back to the kind of their the main hard cam, it was a weird up higher. It was higher. It was higher up, almost looking down. And I didn't I didn't necessarily like that, but it didn't really take away from the show. It's just like a a very different camera angle because once you get in like the late 80s, 90s, everybody starts using the same hard cam and still to this day you kind of have that that same hard cam yeah. but hard cam was almost like it wasn't center either it was, it was yeah just it was like above above to like, the uh, left all, a yeah, little vertical bit. yeah 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 it was just a little different and i noticed that um yeah man i didn't I, mind i honestly didn't mind it but no i didn't mind it i'm just it was something to point out like how different yeah 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 no it i didn't and then there's a child in the back, a 13-year-old named Tony Schiavone. Dude, right? I literally wrote, like, my, my note is full-on child version of Tony <laughs> Schiavone. Like, like he is prepubescent at this point. Like, child is he even, like, does, does his parents know where he is? Like, did he like Like, did he get his grandma to drive him there? Like, I, did he get Nana to get him a ride? Did Gigi, did Gigi come and get him a lift? Did he have goldfish on the way? Like, he was such a baby. Like, what happened? He was happened? a child, but did, did a absolute child. Did yeah, a great oh, fantastic job. In true Tony Schiavone fashion. Yeah. yeah, he was great. He was great, but he did look like he was about 13 years old. Absolutely. And uh, does a little interview there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. And then uh, the next, what's a uh, dude? So that next match, Mr. Mr. Ito versus Mr. Brian Ito. Adidas. He actually invented it. He invented the shoe line, Adidas. Yeah. The crowd yeah. for Brian Adidas, they loved that man. I've never again. I mean, this is the second one in a row I wrote. Who versus who? Yeah. They were forget, hot for him. Dude, Brian uh, Adidas, he yeah, was he like was over. I don't know how. Very over, dude. The I crowd. even Googled him after. I was like, how is he this over? And I've never too. heard of this guy. I did, too. And was I was like, like, apparently only wrestled for like a year or something. And was, he was gone. Dude, he missed his calling because he had it, man. Um, it, They had like a fast pace, man. After that last match, um, it was a fast pace, man. Quick finish. Brian Adidas gets the win. Uh, crowd, uh, again, after Brian Adidas gets the win, the crowd pops for it. It was crowd. Yeah. I gave the match a C. I was, yeah. It was a good little match, man. Yeah. Yeah, not nope. a bad match at all. Great. No dude, real this, mess yeah, up. Yeah, dude, I mean, I, you know what's crazy too? It's crazy how like the opening sequences for matches in wrestling still haven't changed very much. Like the yeah. lock up, the headlock, oh, you know, like the bounce off the ropes, the shoulder tackle, the drop down, the leapfrog, you know, the hip toss, like all that's still pretty much there. Uh, now guys do it a lot faster, and they'll add a few little extra things like the push off the back and like you know like little extra things to make it. Uh, different, but it's it's pretty much all the same. Crazy, uh, yeah, man. I, you can I did, go I back was... further. You can go back further than this, and they're doing it, man. Yeah, 60s, I mean, 70s. Ito didn't really sell. For, I mean, he was not selling much at yeah. all. Yeah, uh, and it, Adidas got the win after an airplane spin, and I that I laughed. I legit laughed when he got the three count on that. I was like, man, this is 1984, baby. Yeah, That's like old school. 1984. But yeah, I gave it two stars, so a solid a solid C for me, maybe even a C plus. Um, Man, we're right there on the same page on this. Dude, on this. all right. Both shows so far. So let's hop over on this one, man. This one is – all right, this is number three. Who this versus who? Mike, Mike Graham. I know Mike Graham. Eddie Graham's son yes. versus Jesse Barr. Um, man, like for the Florida State Championship. So the matching gear uh, really bothered me because this they straight up oh. look like a tag team. Like blue trunks yeah. with red trim. So funny, blue I didn't boots catch with like that. White and red, like on the boots. I was like, are these guys a tag team in Florida? And they just came up here, you know, because uh, you hear about that all the time when you like you listen to these podcasts with the territory guys. They're like, oh yeah, we'd go and work a program, and I'd work baby, he'd work heel, and then we'd go to Texas and we'd be a tag team, and then we'd go to Hawaii, yeah. and you know, like it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, this is insane. Like, so I, I thought I was like, maybe that. they are, maybe they were an actual tag team, and they just like brought a like made. Well, they a, were phenomenal, I dude. Right. Tag. This yeah, match, fast, blew if you want to talk about fast mind. pace and intense matchup, this was it, dude. I mean, it, yeah, dude, working the knee, I believe he was working the knee, and dude, dude the just technique the was heel. so good. Like this was really good technical wrestling. Like yeah, today, like this match could be on like NXT UK today. Like it was very UK yeah, style. You know what I mean? Like this was a really good match. Like I was like, I was awestruck i was like about it halfway was, through the match i was like am i wrapped up in this am i wrapped up in nobody versus mike graham like the psychology of like yeah. the sneaky techniques doing yes. sneaky techniques to get the upper hand it was very just uh almost not ahead of its time but it was clear cut baby face clear cut heel, heel. heel. i yeah. watched this match again i really enjoyed it this is honestly one of my picks of the week if you get a chance from either one of these shows don't watch anything from wwe 2019 yeah. Be sure to watch this match and maybe a couple others on here. There's some other bangers. There's some stinkers that we're going to get to, though, for sure. Um, man, I, yeah, again, I really enjoyed this match. I can't put it over too much too much more than that. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it was a little long, but the psychology was there. The crowd was super hot. The heel cheated to win. Uh, I'm glad I picked the show, man. I gave it three and a half stars. Solid B plus to an A minus. Uh, did drag in a couple spots. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it's and, the eighties, so yeah, yeah, which is fair, which is fine. But that's that. I mean, otherwise, it was a three. It was either easy or B plus. What did you, what did you rate this one overall? Yeah, B B plus almost. Yeah, B plus almost even an A. But yeah, B plus, B plus. Solid man. Okay, so there's a little clip of Steamboat, uh, the Steamboat angle uh, at the time, and that felt like super southern, like when they cut to like how he got hurt or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. That whole like TV dispel. I mean, granted, like this is way older, so the, just the production values in general weren't the same, even on WWF at the time. Again, this is pre WrestleMania, so yeah. it wasn't like they were putting on you know HD movies or anything at that point either. But yeah, so match number four here, uh, it's the Zambui Express versus Assassin Number One and Buzz Tyler. Uh, man, just like saying those names out loud, I feel super redneck. Like it just feels like the most southern thing. I'm gonna say that one more time. So the, the, the participants in this match, the Zambui Express mm. versus Assassin Number One mm. and Buzz Tyler. Mm. Buddy, if this give me it, okay, even if you're not watching the show, like on paper, this has to be a Gaga match. Like no one named Buzz Tyler yeah. is gonna be uh, a Kurt Henning in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody named Assassin Number One is gonna give me a uh, you know, a solid uh, tope sequence. You know, it's just it's it's, it's not gonna happen, right? Man, so, maybe if they face Skip and Zip over in the WWF, that might be a match. We might need to see that Assassin One, Assassin Two, or Skip. But hold on here, hold on here. I'm gonna be a little generous, honestly. Okay, okay. so this this what one. What about those camo shirts they're wearing? Oh, dude, very got. Okay, so look, this a little is too great. small. Oh, very, 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 very schmediums. Schmediums they were wearing there. Uh, yeah, so it was very Gaga-heavy tag team match from big men of this era. Uh, but for what it was, and for the time, uh, I had a smile on my face, especially after the match before. It's like, this is the gimmicky part of the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, we just saw sure. a clinic. We just saw an actual clinic. Um, and then now we're, we're seeing all the gimmicks that were about to lead us into, like, the Hulkamania era. Because we're still not there yet. You know what I mean? This is 84. So, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it was pretty quick too. It was, it wasn't, so it wasn't a bad match. They got it over quick. In the '80s too, they still tried to present it like a real sport. So when you had Gaga guys, they were only gonna go five, six minutes. You know what I mean? Because they didn't want to overexpose the business. And so like, I, I love that. I thought it was great that it was quick. It was a nice change of pace on the show. Uh, this was, this show was, even though I didn't like all the matches, this show was booked so well. Like the booking on the show from top to bottom was so, so good. Um. I mean, you could miss me on watching either one of these tag teams ever again, but overall, it wasn't the shits. Uh, so I gave it one and a half stars. So a solid D plus to a C minus. What do you think about the Zambui Express versus Assassin Number One and Buzz? Hey, Tyler? I'm uh, I'm not there with the uh, C plus, but I am I am at the D C minus D to a D D D. Let's go D. Let's go solid D. Um, it definitely wasn't an F. That's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah, I don't. Because it was know. quick. It was quick. Yeah, and the best thing about it was that it was quick. Like, thank yeah. God it was quick. I mean, at least they didn't overexpose themselves, yeah. like you said. I well, mean, we talk, we just, talk about on. that kind of thing all the time. Like, this is a perfect. Like, yeah. I wish, I wish they had more just straight gimmick guys in WWE today that could go out on a pay per view between matches like Rollins yeah. and Bryant to so break up the pace a little it's bit. Some, yeah, it's hard. It's not to long. Watch. It's like three or four minutes. That's it. Boom. You and then, and then, be, then I could go back to like actual yes. good wrestling. You know what I mean? And that's like, the problem now. We're seeing all these like we get fatigued as we talk about it here on the show. It's like oh, yeah. these. The sometimes we'll rate a match probably a little bit lower because it's the third one in a row that was 15 yeah. minutes. It's yeah. maybe only 15 yeah. minutes long, yeah. but when it's 15 minutes long and they're all these straight shoot 
fast-paced, yeah. good wrestling matches. Totally. By the third one in a row, you're like kind of bored of it. So even yeah. though it's it's a great match, you're kind of like, well, come on, you need something like this to break up the pace, man. Right. WWE yeah. obviously, we just watched that last one needs a needs some help in the um staging of a show. Like they're not booking the show right. Creativity is yeah. is missing there on. Yeah. What they, they need right. two tag matches in a row on the last. They started with a tag match, then the next match was a fatal four tag match. However many people were tagged, but it's still tag tag, and and there was nothing to break up the pace. No funny gimmick matches in that. Way. Like come on, let's yeah. let's do something. So yes, you have a point there. They did do a good job, and thank God it was fast, so I couldn't hate it. What is next on this? Yeah, man. So uh, long, right, long show. Right after the match here, we had uh, another like close up of of Soli and Geigel, uh just being old statesmen, uh, you know, just discussing Indeed. the rest of the card, true old man style. Uh, and then so we cut back to uh, again uh, prepubescent um, little 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 ba- barely out of his toddler pull up uh, Tony Schiavone, and he's in the back with. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty just yeah, like, totally killed this promo. I mean, just the promo that he cut on Flair was epic. These two guys at this time, there was no one, no one, not Hogan, not anybody in the WWF as good as Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in 1984. They're just what they were the best wrestlers in the world, period. Um, and dude, this promo was there. I mean, especially at the time, man. I mean, we're still in the kayfabe era in 1984. You know what I mean? They're all still acting very much like baby faces only rival baby faces. You don't hang out yeah. with people. You know what I mean? Like they're all very like very true to the sport. You know? So like just the ability to really tap into emotion and in promos is something that's so lacking now um, that we're, honestly we're never really gonna get back. I mean, and the, honestly the closest guy that gets to it is Cody Rhodes. I mean the promos that that guy's been cutting yeah. have been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, man, I can't say too much more Kevin about that Owens promo. Kind of get out of it too. Oh yeah, Owens has got a great. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm. Saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to bury WWE. They've got plenty of guys in yeah. the company that can deliver those five star promos, but they just don't get the chance to because it's all scripted garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of problems here, man, the Brass Knuckles title that was our Brass Knuckles championship. What a dumb idea. This, this is essentially the OG hardcore title. Uh, so it's uh, the the Raging Bull. Uh, Manny Fernandez versus Black Bart. Um, of course, there has to be color in this match, um, and Manny Fernandez is kind of busted open early. Um, Black Bart actually trained JBL, which is pretty much his only claim to fame. I literally had to Google him, and that's what I learned about him as I'm trying to wow. get through this cluster of a match. Uh, it was pretty bad. Um there was some really silly buffoonery with a rope, too. Like, he wasn't even tangled in it. It's like he caught it, and he was like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do now that I've caught yeah. this rope. And then he fell down, and Fernandez get, got the pin. It was really silly. I gave it half a star um, just because the guys tried real hard. Um, man, what did you think about Raging Bull versus Black Bart here? Yeah, I hated it, man. I'm yeah, down to it. This is a garbage match for sure. I was an F, man. It was garbage. It was yeah, hard it was to watch. Match. Even, you know, not really many notes because it was just – it was, it was garbage. I don't. I mean, yeah. Watch it for yourself. If you want to see a really bad match, uh, go watch this one, and uh, you'll see why. This is all I have to say about it. How about that? How about that? Dan? Yeah. And uh, and so we're back in the back again after this match <clears throat> with the the, uh, the man Tony Schiavone, formerly known as oh, Venus. Yeah. Um, such yeah. a baby. Uh, yeah. In the back with, with with the, with a baby face with a great baby face uh, like promo on Tully. Um, 
pretty pumped to see that, honestly, man. With like with Steamboat back there, and Tony like you know interviewing Steamboat, and yeah, man, like Tully and JJ got a great chance to like cut a promo back. So the delivery of of like of that back and forth was great. Uh, and, and then they just kind of cut to Gordon uh, and Bob in between to kind of like fill the space like sports anchors would. I thought they did a really good job with the show with the booking, man. I really enjoy. I actually enjoyed these down segments, too. I was like, OK, this is actually a prime chance for me to get up, go pee, get some sunflower seeds, you know, do whatever I need to do. Um, and I can still hear it. You know what I mean? Because I knew. So like it's almost like I, I value that. And honestly, at a live mm-hmm. event, I would value something like that, like at an MMA event or at a boxing event, you would have a lot of downtime between these matches and that's for a good reason. Uh, I think this is a, I think, I think like it'd be cool to see an indie or I guess NWA is trying to do it. And maybe in our new format, we'll start covering some of the NWA shows that I'm on YouTube. Cause I hear a lot of great things about it. Yeah. And I haven't I'd really like had to check that out. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Anyway, the next matchup here is going to be, uh, it's a tuxedo match and the loser leaves town. Uh, it's Paul Jones versus the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. Um, Man, this was uh, this was something. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. I mean, Valiant kind of stripped Jones down pretty quickly. I, I I don't I didn't really know what was going on here. This all felt so Gaga. Uh, it, this to me was everything bad about '80s wrestling. Uh, I literally like this would be something. This is this is the negative star match of the '80s. You know what I mean? Like we have negative mm-hmm. star matches now with like botches and people that can't keep up with the work rate. And this is just like, especially if you put yourself in the time and everything else on this card, they've tried to keep themselves as realistic as possible. And this was just, dude, get that button ready. Cause this one was absolutely silly. Like it just, it, it made, it made no sense. Like it, it was, it was all Gaga, but, but the craziest part of it is it was so hot. It was so over. The crowd was losing their minds to everything that Jimmy Valiant did. Um, so, like, I loathed, I hated this match. I wanted to give it a negative rating, but I gave it just a dud because the crowd was hot. So, yeah. I mean, what did you think about this Dude, one? I mean, the, the main, ha, the, yes, that's my main note, is the crowd was acting like this was a five-star. Yeah, oh, my God. Dude, yeah. Like, it, it this was, was yeah. This is like Brett Sean. This is like Brett Sean. This was amazing to them. To me, not amazing. I mean, the weird tying him up on the ropes and dropping a knee and and ripping off the jacket. Man, I I just, the the craziness of the, the, dude, and then he pulls his pants down. And I mean, just there's so much going on in this match that was gaga. And uh, dude, uh, yeah, the crowd, how... The, the the how much the crowd was in this match is just so unbelievable. It's so crazy. I was just so shocked on that and it was fun to watch. I will say that. I was I kind of watched this match with a weird smile on my face, just thinking like, what is happening? This yeah. is 1984. These people are into this because they think this is real right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They thought it was real. That's why they're so into it. Yeah. Try to get yourself in that mindset. I couldn't do it. No, I was like, I well, let me either. try. I, uh, I don't know what I don't know what I graded. I graded a an it was an uh, it was just a an oddity to me. It was just a weird thing to watch. I don't yeah. I don't know what I feel about this match. Uh, what did you grade it? I mean, it's uh I gave I gave it a half a star or no, I gave it a dud. I gave it a dud altogether. Get, I mean, what do you get? I wanted, I, like I mean, personally, 
personally, I was like, this is a negative. This is at least negative one star. Yes. At least negative one star to me because it's so silly. Uh, and I felt like – and also I was like if I was a fan in the 80s and I showed a friend this, I'd be like embarrassed and they would make right. fun of me. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like that that warrants – even if I'm putting myself in the in the mindset of the time, to me that warrants a solid negative star. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I didn't I, get I, it but because the crowd was so – I mean it was over. The, the lid was blowing off the place. It dude, was insane. It was like, like okay. Hogan slamming Andre. I okay, mean it listen, was – Listen, guys. It was relatively short. So if you get a chance, we've already we already showed you one of our picks, which was Mike Graham versus Jesse Barr for the Florida Championship. I want to say that was like the third match on the card. Go watch that one for sure. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was a great match. Uh, if if you, if you still got it, like I don't know, maybe ten more minutes, dude. Put on match number six, not because you it's got good, to. You because, got dude, to. it's insane how how over this this you match was. To. Like it's insane. Maybe maybe you guys can tell us on Twitter and and Instagram. I know we have some older followers because they enjoyed our nostalgia episodes. So maybe you guys remember it better than we do. Maybe a couple of you are a little bit older than me and you may remember this angle as it happened. Um I'd love to hear about it. So be sure to tweet us at @kfabecom. Let's just keep this thing rolling though. Yeah. Um again another fantastic promo by Flair this time on Dusty in the back. And it was weird because at this point I feel like Flair wasn't even full heel. Like he was like this was a babyface versus babyface match. Like he wasn't even really heelish in the match once we get to it either. So because he cut like kind of a babyfaceish promo. Like I respect you, Dusty Rhodes, but I'm gonna get the win tonight because I want to be the greatest wrestler alive yeah. today. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like and he and he also had that like just great like oh but how dude how great did he look yeah. at the time? That thick head of hair, great yeah. body. Not 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 like a juice gassed up, but like a good in shape yeah. pro wrestling body. Looked great. Oh, man. I mean, Rick was the man at this point. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but that's actually going to bring us to the next match here, which is Dick Slater versus Ron Bass for the Mid-Atlantic Championship. Whew. Do you want to talk about this one first? Take no, down. not at all? Take Take okay. Well, all right. I mean, yeah. it's, up, it's up to you. Whatever yeah, you, yeah, you know do. what? Give me your thoughts on this one. Give me your thoughts on this one. Um. Yeah, man. So this was the Mid-Atlantic Championship match, right? We got Dick Slater. Um, and Ron Bass, I'm I'm not that, you know, I wasn't too uh, up. Did you know these guys? Did you know about these guys? I knew Ron Bass. It, man? I knew Ron Bass, but I, I and, I'm, and I've heard of, and I, I I thought I knew Dick Slater too, but I didn't realize that it was the same guy. For some reason, yeah. I thought Dick Slater was a different guy. So I kind of, you know, at the beginning, it's like Slater keeps bailing out of the ring, you know, and yeah. like he's getting chased around. They're doing that whole thing. Um, and you know, it was, it was kind of, it was a heated match. I felt like there was a little bit the of heat. That was hot. Yeah. It was yeah. Hot. Yeah. A little bit of heat. And, you know, they're still kind of, they're smoking after this Jimmy Valiant, baby. I've yeah. seen J- Jimmy Valiant still like doing it by the way. I know. Um, I know. He's skinny as a rail. He man, was wrestling when I was, man. He wrestled, I wrestled on a couple cards with him. Yeah, dude. He's still, he's still out there. It's crazy. Um, wrestling really small Andes in the yeah. South. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I was on the show. And this was like Tennessee. 2004. So, dude, there were a total of like 13 people most in most of my shows. So, like. Yeah. So, then, you know. They're making run- a bunch of money. They're running around the ring. Um, not Jimmy Valiant. We're back to the other match. So, you know, the ref uh, prevents Slater um, from, stomp- from from stomping Bass and grabbing him by his foot. Um, they're, they're kind of doing this whole thing and it's, you know, I, I was a little confused. I didn't really know what was going on with the whole bass. He takes advantage, gets the upper hand. Um, Slater manages to get the comeback, um, before getting tossed out. I mean, it was really, so, you know, th- these are my notes of the match, but really 
I wasn't. It was it was lackluster to me, man. It wasn't there wasn't anything really special, um, you know. I don't even know who wins. Who uh, I even forgot who wins. So, do you have who wins the match? See, and that shows you right there. I don't even remember who. Oh, it was a DQ I have notes, finish. It was a DQ I have notes, finish, and I don't even remember who wins. It was a DQ and I have finish, some and it was notes terrible. on it. So there was there was, there was just some. Here, let me let me restart. It was just a little bit of BS in the ring. They're doing some running around, and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it was a I DQ thought it finish. Was, I thought it was lackluster, the whole thing. It just didn't seem I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't have many. I mean, it just it felt really clunky to me. It was really hard yeah. to follow. Uh, I mean, the, again, the crowd was into it, but it just wasn't here's for me you, at all. Here's how you know. He, so just for me, just for me, here's how I know a match isn't that great rating. When my main notes are just me writing down, like, facts about what's happening in the match. You know, it's like I didn't – nothing really was, like, to to write about. There was really nothing. I don't know. It was just, this right. match didn't didn't have – it wasn't as good as Jimmy Valiant. Let me say that, man. Let me just say that. That stole the show. That was Andre Oh, Hope. my God, yeah. No, I think this one actually got a half a star for me. Uh, honestly, I think I gave it only a half a star because I thought that it – well, it was at least better than the Jimmy Valiant match, and I gave that a dud. So I was it like, was- well – I mean, what, sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, it's like I, I'm at D minus just because I don't yeah, have Yeah, D minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the exact same. Yeah, D minus. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't very good. It was, in the clunk, it was just really hard to follow. It's like the crowd was into it. It, was, it just didn't make the whole – there was no psychology in the match. Exactly. Um, but they were over somehow, which is so weird. So, like, I feel like this is just one that just missed us. You know what I mean? Like, lack, this was over at the time. Us. Lackluster. That's a Black. great way to say it. I mean, it's just, so then there. Uh, so the next match on the card here is well before the match is a Star Spangled Banner uh, in the middle of the show on a trumpet, by the way. Which why wouldn't zero, you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, it's not even like there's not even a. I was like, oh, maybe it's the U.S. title match. That would make sense, right? No. Of no, course. it's not. It's a. Uh, it's Keith Larson. Sure. <laughs> One of the all-time renowned greats that everyone knows, Keith Larson. Yeah. And I love and his match. And Ole Anderson. What's your um, favorite Keith Larson match? Uh, this one. This one right here. Oh, um, me and too. It wasn't, me and too. it wasn't good. Um, and then uh, versus the Koloffs. Uh, so, man, it was crazy how much Larson kind of looked like Ric Flair. Uh, I mean, the way, hey, uh, it, it, he was like the Walmart version of Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like the knockoff. Like sure. that's that or the Dollar General version, I should say, of well, Ric Flair. We already have that with the referee, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, this is well, he's before he's before Charles Robinson too. So he was like the original Dollar General oh, man. version. Oh He's the, the original, original knockoff. Yeah. Uh, I mean everything. The way he tried to work, which was not up to par, but the way he tried to work, uh, his robe. I mean, pretty much everything. Uh, apparently he only wrestled for a couple of years and he just disappeared too. Like he's not online anywhere. I couldn't find anything about him either. Um, and the match wasn't very good. It was long. It was boring. Uh, it seems like the crowd was into the angle, but I just couldn't get behind it. Um, I mean. I feel like if honestly, I feel like if you replace Keith Larson with Arn Anderson and it's Arn and Ole versus the Koloffs, um, I, that's that's going to be significantly better to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Russians steal the win as well they as well they damn should have at this point. So I gave this match one star. Uh, it was a little bit better than its predecessors, uh, not too much though. Um, it was just really slow. The bear hug spots were just not for me. I can't hang with the bear hug, dude. I just can't do it. Um, so yeah, half star for me. What did you think about Lar- the the Keith Clark, the Larson? We're just gonna call yeah. him the Larson. Yeah, right. man. I watched this match. I watched this whole match, and it was just it was very very slow. But it was definitely better than the last two. 
Um, just very slow spots, but it's just so incredible how much the crowd again was into this match. The crowd was into it. It's just that that NWA crazy crowd. How much they stayed up, just stay in general. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how much they stayed like into it. You know? They were definitely into it. Man, I'm more. Uh, I don't know if it's because I watched some bad bad matches. I'm like at a D plus to almost a C. I mean, maybe no, I can't give it a C, but it was definitely like a D plus. Let's say D plus. Um. Yeah, you know, the Koloffs stealing. I have a solid victory. D. Yeah, I'm at a D plus on it. We just sat through some really bad stuff, so that's where I'm yeah. at. And uh, then we move on with uh, some uh, fake entrance music by the WWE Network. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was pretty funny. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that because a little bit later in the show, I feel like it was almost a rib. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, match number nine is Tully Blanchard with JJ Dillon versus Ricky Steamboat. Uh, for the NWA television title. Um, man, okay. So I want to say that this was a great wrestling match, and it was. But more importantly, it was a fan, it was just fantastic storytelling. Like, right. dude, this was like Broadway level selling by Steamboat. Um, and just like ultra villainous from Blanchard. You know what I mean? Like filling in that antagonist, like, uh, you know, over the top. I don't know how else to say it, but like Broadway-esque like villain. You know what I mean? Like uh, he just did a great job with that. Uh, they really took their time and teased the crowd, but in a great way because they were so hot. And these guys just knew how to work, man. I mean, this was great stuff. Once Steamboat got the upper hand, and I mean, the crowd was on fire. I mean, Tully got some great color in the match too, and the crowd loved seeing the guy get his ass beat finally. Uh, there was some fantastic false finish with like a brass knuckles and a crossbody on Steamboat, and they kicked out, and the crowd lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right into another false finish with Tully taking the big splash, uh, and then kicking out, and then the heel just got a he just reached in really quick as the referee is down to like make the count. He reaches in really quick to grab that like foreign object out of his trunks and just punches him right in the eye. Yeah. So he cheats to win. I loved this match, dude. I loved it. Um, dude, there's three matches on this show, uh, and you know the three one, the third one is a mystery. But the Mike Graham versus Jesse Barr, Tully Blanchard versus uh, Steamboat is right up there. I actually rated this one a half a star higher than the Mike Graham and Jesse Barr match. I gave this match four stars, a solid A. I loved this match. What did you think about Steam versus versus Tully? Dude, I am right up there with you. I had to watch this match. This match. Man, just the storytelling, the layout of this match, what so they good, put together, God, especially so for that finish, man. The back yeah. and forth, the back and forth of Steamboat and Blanchard, man. Blanchard gets busted open. Um, they had me, man. They had me. Dude, you know, uh, Blanchard uses the, the the loaded fist. He hits Steamboat yeah. with it um, and gets the upper hand. Steamboat comes uh, comes back. Blanchard uses the – I think it was. I think they were saying it was like a, a fistful of quarters maybe he was using. Yeah. He gets it again, so he's, like, cheating for the win. Yeah, dude, it was a great match, dude. It was B-plus 2 and A all the way. It was just – it was fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. More fantasticness here because I really love seeing these anchormen uh, of, of Bob and Gordon. Uh, man, they those dudes are just the godfathers of commentary. I really am – I honestly feel like more people should go – I mean, I would love to see this kind of approach to wrestling again. Just that very, like, dry, very dry sports cast, radio style. Yeah. And he's got him in a hip toss, and now 
with the back play into the bridge for the two count. And there was a kick out there by Wahoo McDaniel. And speaking of Wahoo McDaniel. What a minute. Next... He's got him. He's got him. See, He's Vince. Got... See, I, I, honest to God, I feel like Vince is the one that started to ruin commentary in wrestling. Like, to me, he's the one. He's the reason why it got crappy, in my opinion. That's what but, I like. Yeah, well, I don't know. Of course you do. Because or, you got, or you a, got Jim Ross. You're just such a midnight. You're such a next generation mark, well, man. Let's or just, you got Jim. Or new generation. Next generation mark. Next, I'm the next in the new generation. You got Jim Ross going. And, uh, oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there's uh, Shawn Michaels. He brought he bought his first toaster. You know, he was, a backup, uh, he was a backup running back there in uh, Texas State. Like, dude, no one cares about his football he, career. He man. kissed his girlfriend for the first time in 1975. He yeah, bought I hate his first yeah. microwave. By himself and and uh, I'm Jim Rock. Yeah, oh no, what a maneuver. Anyway, yeah. so the next match is Superstar Billy Graham versus Chief Wahoo McDaniel. It's for the NWA US title. Uh, and man, maybe in 1974, he's got him. He's got him. He's got, oh, no. Sorry. Maybe in 1974, this would have been better. Uh, and I know both these guys are legends, uh, but both these guys are gimmick guys. You know, they're not going to put on a Matt Classic. It's for the U.S. Championship. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. And then, like, and it's it, it, at certain point in their career, you know, sure, like they they probably could have put on a really great match. But at this point, both, you know, the tread on the tires for both guys is is pretty much is balling almost. No, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I mean, both guys are blown up pretty early too. It was short. Um, uh, but still too long somehow. And Wahoo uh, won B- with a Billy chop. Graham looked terrible. Yeah, and Wahoo won with a chop out of nowhere. Uh, it was it was bad, man. It was bad. I think they just called an audible. They were both blown up, and he was just like, this is the, I, dude, I mean, because I even watched back the replay. They almost did in, like, slight slow motion. And it's like, if you watch it again, Wahoo, like, goes for the pan, and he looks, he's like, he's, like, looking down, he looks at the referee, and he's like, this is the finish. Go home or whatever, and he just counts to three. Like, so Man. I think they just were like, that's it. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, th- it was rough. It was bad. I gave it a dud. Uh, 100% dud. Yeah, 100% dud, man. I'm not going to add much more just other than how bad dude, Billy Graham looked. Why are they doing this? You know, why? I don't understand why he's out there. Um, he Honestly, at this point, I think it, rough, I think dude. I think they were I think they were trying to gig at WWE. I think because you know, uh, you know, Billy Graham is one of the most notorious WWF champions ever. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was like, oh, you know what? We're gonna put him on our show, and he's gonna wrestle for the mid card title. You know what I mean? Like, well, it didn't uh, work. No, yeah. it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. I think it was more backstage politics than anything else. Uh, but then you know, one more time with uh, you know, just just barely getting potty trained, baby Tony Schiavone, uh, and he's yeah. introducing the judges. Uh, it's Duke Kayamuka, uh, Joe, uh, smoking Joe Frazier and Kyle Petty and old Kyle Petty just looking goofy Dang, as hell, Kyle Petty. big ass smile, the whole damn promo, just big old toothy grin, just, just smiling, big cheese on, in the man. camera the entire time. It was so funny. I was like, what I a loved dummy. it. What a dummy. The whole promo was awful. Uh, every time he talked, it was like, a, it was like he was at a country music, like radio interview. You know what I mean? It was like, it was, this is not a, he was like, like he was on the radio. He was like, oh, I just, you know, I hope, I hope all the fans have a good time and I'm just so happy to be here. And you know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those like, like local yokel, like, oh yeah. shucks, oh shucks, fellas. I'm just so glad to be a part of this here event. You know, like silly Kyle Petty, 1984 with that perm mullet. Get out of here. Anyway, so here we are. It's the bell with the ball and let the good times roll, baby. It is Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Hey, now. Ooh. 
Hey, Can now. we just talk about the entrances first of all? Though? Let's do it, dude. Earl Hebner's out there, too, by the way. Baby Earl. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but right Tommy away, yeah. the entrance starts, and the crowd's losing their mind. You can hear the crowd. You can see the lights. And it's like, it's like the slow jazz, like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to serenade you guys, but... uh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, but it's like this slow, like KG, yeah. like it Muzak, was... and yes. then it's like Dusty Rhodes comes out, like with his, you know, doing his shuffle, What's and he's happening? like on fire, and I'm like, oh, this has got to be a Dusty rib, you know, because like Definitely I'm sure when they, I'm sure when they first programmed like the, the network, Dusty's like still alive and working. This is like 2014, I think the network's been around for like five years, so like I want to say it's either 2014 or 2015, and Dusty's still alive at this point. So I think yeah. that like they're like, oh, let's let's go to his big ones and just put like silly music on it as a rib. I don't think it's I don't think it's harmful or hurtful. No, no, no. no. But I think they just did it that way because they had to put they, you know obviously they didn't own the license to that music anymore, so they had to use you know what, yeah. whatever was in the can. So I'm sure they were like, oh, this will be funny. Like we'll do, we'll put this on and then we'll show it to Dusty, you know, or you know whatever. Like I could totally see those guys kind of doing that innocently. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean it was just really funny to me. Did you notice that about the music? Yeah, dude. Yes, I've I've noticed that a couple other times. And yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's um, it's like. You no, know, either... I've noticed them replacing music before, but this well, like no, the way they did no, it. With no, him, no, yes, like, that's different. what I mean. I've definitely noticed them. I noticed them replacing music like almost every time we watch on Nostalgia One. But yes, I'm talking about one like this. I've noticed this a few times, and I'm always like, is this somebody being really lazy who doesn't know wrestling and is just putting something in, or? Is this a rib? I mean, it's got to be a rib. It's it got to be a rib, dude. It's it got to be a rib. It's got to yeah. be a rib. Oh, man. I almost want to tweet Conrad and be like, dude, you have got to go watch this match just to hear the Kenny G Muzak that they gave for Dusty's Open. Like, it's... I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. It's hilarious. So funny. I mean, I popped. I popped. I was like, yeah. I love it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh yeah, dude, I was vibing on it though. I was like, yo, I will listen. I, you know, I want to know what the song is. I will, I will listen to this. Like, I'm I'm that <laughs> vanilla. I'm that white, ladies and gentlemen. I love that kind of thing. But yeah, hey, let's move on to the actual match. Hey now. Hey now. Two of the greatest of all time. It's 1984, and we're about to see Dusty Rhodes on fire versus Ric Flair. Yes. Of course, Rick gets his entrance. The say, you know, it's his actual audio from the show. Oh, uh, it's, it's his song is public domain, so anybody can use it. Yes. Um, Man, go I mean, the crowd. I'm, mad. I'm, I'm already mad. I'm already getting. Go on. No, no, no go on. I'm sorry. Just think, about the, just think about the finish. Just think about the oh, finish. Oh, okay. go, 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 yeah, go on. Go on, go on, go on. So the crowd is losing it. Um, I, I mean, dude, they both had beautiful robes, I will say. Uh, both these guys are just in their prime. And this match was just absolute magic to me, man. I mean, I love the lighting of it, too. The dark crowd really makes this work. It just. It feels like Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. true Ric Flair prime, Dusty Rhodes. Like it it just feels like professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Like when it was when it was you know, that censorship was, button when it was real. Time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like when it was, it was real. Prime like freaking yeah, dude. Time, dude. It, yeah, like that 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 was when like it just it, there's it was it, I don't know how, I'm like I'm getting stuttery. Like I don't know how to explain it. It was it was just magic on the screen, man. These two guys, the selling, the the, the screaming, the ah, like, you know, I mean, just, it, they were so good, dude. How was it? How was it? Uh, you know, you know, wait, well, you, well, you, <laughs> well, know. you know, you know, well, you, you know. take the chicken, 
and you get some walnuts. All right, yeah, um, that's right, a different right. thing. But you, dude, this—it was just so good. Uh, I mean, everything about this was magic. The wrestlers, the selling, the color, the story they told, the true sports approach on commentary is really what made it a classic too. Like, I mean, Gordon Soley and Bob Geigel are really like undervalued when you talk about these matches in history because the way they called them definitely helped put them into that stratosphere. I mean, it, it was just so good. Like, it was even that monotone, and now he's got him, the back play from Ric Flair on the Dusty Rhodes. And it, it was just so good, man. That, that whole, like, AM radio vibe to it. It was just, I don't, God, like, dude, please go watch this match. The only thing. If only, only if only, thing, if only. The only thing that sucked about this was the finish. But I will say, if you're going to have a stoppage, Having smoking Joe Frazier, a boxing guy, be the referee, he stops the match due to a cut in Dusty Rhodes' eye. Like, it makes sense. And they sold it on sense. commentary, too. They're like, you know, I think he made a mistake because, you know, because you know that people at home are like, dude, wrestlers bleed all the time. This is this is bullshit. Like, why, why, why do we, you know, we paid for this, whatever, you know, whatever it was. I, I think it was actually closed circuit at the time, right? It might have even just been a CBS special. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, like. At the time, like they're they're tuning in for a, a spectacle, and it's like, oh, it stops because of like blood stoppage or whatever. But it made sense with with a boxing guy being, you know, being the main referee and having the other judges tell him, hey, you should stop the match. That could get dangerous or whatever. And I, I, the reason why I still gave it an A, but this would have been an A plus for sure if it had just been it had a definitive finish. If it had like a straight up one two three or a tap out or even a pass out from one of the guys. I would have been totally fine with it. Uh, but, yeah, man, the, the the DQ or the referee stoppage, I guess I should say, uh, gave it four stars instead of five. Um, I mean, after the match, though, and this is why I want to include it, because there's like 20 mm-hmm. minutes after the match that still goes on. And they did a great job. If people stayed tuned in, they, they then, I mean, Ric Flair cut a fantastic promo, putting over himself and Dusty and saying, like, in a babyface way, not even heelish and bragging about it, like, look, like, you know what, I, I don't agree with it either, but I'll take the win if he gave it to me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to argue with him. And today, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and that's the most important thing. Like, that was the best – the real sports approach to both of their promos was great. And then you cut to Dusty, and he's got a whole towel wrapped around his head. Like, I mean, you can't even see his eyes. And he's, like, just screaming, Rick Flair, smoking Joe Frazier. You better pray I don't find you in a dark alley, brother. Oh, it, it was amazing. It was so good. It was just so, so good, man. I loved I loved all of this. Yes, the finish could have been better. Dude, I know I just went on a tangent. What did you think about our main event, Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair? Well, you pretty much touched on pretty much every note, man. Other than that, I can just say that I loved the old schoolness of it, dude. I loved the intensity. I loved just the, the sport of it, the way the commentary treated it as a sport. And the wrestlers themselves with no feeding and just everything made sense. Everything was natural. Everything was natural. Even the bad matches, everything was natural. Everything was natural and organic, especially in this match, man. You know, if maybe Flair missed a spot or or, um, Dusty the road missed a spot, baby. But you you didn't recognize it, baby, because they just went with it. They went with it and it just made sense and everything was just, I mean, from, from A... To Z, that whole match was just perfect. Would I have liked a better finish? Of course. Yes. You hate a stoppage. But to your point 
uh, a boxing guy. They made it. I mean, it was almost like I hate to say it because I'm a WWE mark. I'm a WWE guy through and through. WWE almost isn't smart enough to come up with a stoppage finish like this one. It was great. It was genius. You got to have the genius. This whole show, Dusty even, the, even the matches that were bad, the whole show from top yeah. to finish was booked perfectly. Yeah. Literally perfectly. I mean, from everybody who went over, the, all the promos, yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. So I give this match particularly an A. I don't give it an A+. Plus. And, and you know what? I don't – they left this match – There's you're wanting more. You're Dude, they more. kept it going for a whole other year. 1985, the following year, a, was Dustin Rhodes versus Ric Flair. Why, why finish it here? Of I, course I you're going to have a stoppage. You because the two you best wrestlers in the world. Yes, going. you have to keep so it going. So it makes total freaking sense almost to the fact – if you're thinking creative and behind the scenes, you give this match an A+. What do you want to do in the story of them now? Bring it on. Let's go. Let's go, let's go five more years with it if you have to. So yeah, oh, you almost totally. give it an A+. You definitely give, for the first time in a while for me, I'm going WCW beats WWE in a landslide. As WWE really dropped the ball all around creatively um, every which yeah. way possible in the 2019 version of Starcade and don't use the historic name. Here's my last note on it. Here's my last note on it. Don't use, you know, I'm not a WCW guy, but I do appreciate history and I do appreciate people like Ric Flair and Dusty well, Rhodes. See, this is NWA. This is not WCW. Yeah, exactly. Yet. So exactly. Like, but still, even further back, I'm just I'm kind of northeast all the way with how yeah. I like to watch my history and I watch you're from stuff, New Orleans. <laughs> but that's okay. But well, maybe I like Bill Watts. I don't know. No, I don't though. Um, but I like the Northeast wrestling, and those are the people. But anyway, I love Ric Flair. I love Dusty Rhodes. Don't disrespect the name of Starcade. By putting on such a crappy, it was. I've seen Sunday Night Heat better I than agree. that. I agree, 100, man. I've seen. I mean, the WWE has had like WWE main event, the show that no one watches, that has been better than this. 205 Lives have been better than oh, this for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, overall, it's a landslide victory here for NWA Starcade 1984. And I know it sounds crazy, guys, especially if you're more modern fans, man. You might. You might have just never had a, a want to go watch this, but I will say, look, watch these four things, okay? I want you to watch. I want you. This is a homework for all our kayfabe comparison listeners. Go. I want you to watch the third match on this card, which was Mike Graham versus Jesse Barr, and tell me how awesome it was because I know it was great. Uh, and then I want you to watch uh, that tuxedo loser leaves town match, as awful as it was, just to see how over pro wrestling really was in the NWA in the in the South in 1984. Which, which was Paul Jones versus uh, Jimmy Valiant. And then I want you to go watch uh, match number nine. It's Tully Blanchard versus Ricky Steamboat for the TV title. Uh, one of the best matches we've covered on this show, period. And then, of course, Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair in that main event. Um, and I, honestly, if you do get a chance to watch that main event, the Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes, give us a tweet. Get, leave us a comment on, on our post on Thursday uh, or on our post today. Uh, on on Instagram and let us know what you thought about that music for Dusty Rhodes because it's pretty funny. Mm. But yeah, man, that's gonna go ahead and take us in to the Let's wrapping go. up, the closing of this show. Man, I had Let's a great go. time today. I had a great time, even though WWE 2019. I'm really glad that we watched NWA 1984. How do you feel yeah. about it? Oh man, I love having a reason to go back and watch all those shows. That's my favorite part, and I Definitely. hope you guys enjoy that. That should be your favorite part too. Definitely. Other than listening to 
our beautiful voices. The best part is going back and listen, listening to the uh, awesome, you know, shows from the past that you don't have a reason to go back to. So here we give you, we give you the reason to have a little bit of nostalgia and yeah. listen and watch yeah, yeah, these yeah, great, yeah, 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 yeah. great shows. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Today is December the 5th, and we covered WWE Starcade 2019 versus NWA Starcade 1984. We had a bit of a snafu where I made an idiotic mistake in my notes and gave you guys some wrong dates uh, and gave you guys a wrong show schedule. I know, I know, I know. So I'm going to make it up to you guys. We're going to cover, you know, the thing that we both have a heart on for. We love 1997. And before we change our format, we are going to give you as many 1997 shows as we can because we love it so much. Yeah. So on and the new the format, the new format is just 1997 versus 1997. <laughs> we're gonna go through every Monday Night Raw and every WCW Nitro. That's all we're doing. So actually, so the Royal Rumble show in January will be our anniversary show. We're gonna actually have guests for the first time. It's gonna be a yes, really cool man. show. I'm super pumped about it. I hope you tell all of your friends it's gonna be an amazing show. We're gonna have some pretty solid guests uh, from the music world and hopefully also from the wrestling world as well. Um, but yeah, man, so on December the 12th, which is next week, we're going to be covering WWF Bad Blood 1997, Sean and Taker, the first ever Hell in a Cell, versus WWE TLC uh, 2009. Yeah. How pumped are yes. you for another 2009 show? And 97? Always. I'm Whoa. always down to watch a 1997 show. That's always good. Dude, those so are the two following... great years. Two oh, yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. The Like, I mean, honestly, 97 is... Uh, easily my favorite year of all time in all of pro yeah, wrestling. Thanks. I just love drugged out Sean. Um, anyway, Wait. yeah. <laughs> so uh, on December the 19th, we're going to be bringing you uh, the most current version of TLC. It'll be WWE TLC 2019 versus No Mercy WWF 1999. The show, the video game that we all love and cherish on the N64 was modeled after. Um, so yeah, mm. that one's going to be really fun to cover. Uh, to kind of talk about. I'm pretty sure that that ladder match, uh, the, the Terry Invitational, the very yeah. first ladder match of the Hardys and Edge and Christian, uh, the pre-TLC the was, was Genesis. on the show. Yeah, the, the Genesis. The Genesis, if you will, baby. Yeah. Yeah. A big then, Genesis. I don't know why I told you that you're getting an early Christmas present from us by getting our pop culture episode. Because it's actually a day late, just like our pop culture episode has been late this whole time. So it's going to be December 26th, the day after Christmas. Yes. You will get Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. We're going to be finally wrapping up that trilogy. I know you guys are anxiously waiting to see what happens to Luke and Marty, respectively. Uh, But yeah, we're going to let you guys know. And then on to the new year, uh, the day after New Year's, ironically, we're going to be bringing you a super nostalgia episode. It's going to be WWF Beware of Dog 1996 versus WCW Beach Blast. 1993. Uh, so Steve Austin is on both of these shows. Goldust is on both of these shows. The British Bulldog is on both of these shows. But from two different companies and only about three years apart, uh, Cass kind of brought oh, yeah. this idea up. I gotta give him credit here. Uh, dude, this is a solid month of like content, dude. I'm really pumped. Dude. And of course, like towards the end of January, we'll fill you guys in on the other shows in between. But the end of January, on January 28th, that's gonna be our anniversary show. So mark it in your calendar. That's a big one not to miss. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. It's going to be – we're going to record it on the 28th, so you'll actually get it on the 31st. Is there 31 days in January? I don't know, math. I'm an idiot. Are there 31 days in January? Let them Somebody tell me. Let them figure There are 31 days in January. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Well, let's Yay. out on that, making that rolling. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so you'll get it on the last day of January. That's going to be our anniversary show. Go ahead and circle that in your calendars. Be sure to tell your friends to at least oh, yeah. subscribe today so that way they're ready for our anniversary show. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at kfabecom. That is K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. My name is Mr. Know-It-All Daniel John Schaefer. I am joined, as always, by the Cast Lush. Hey, now. And we are out. Peace. Peace.